0: So, Byron, you had an article published uh, on the ABC Religion website why it was offensive for the Prime Minister to call for prayer. Uh, Byron, it's a provocative article, very well written. I'm wondering if you tell our listeners a little bit about, about that article and, and your main point there.
1: Yeah, I was, I was trying to chart a middle course, um, if you like, in order to be an equal opportunity um, offender. Um, uh, So recently, the the new uh, Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, in his first major speech uh, in Albury, um, part of that speech included an acknowledgement of the drought and the suffering um, of rural communities um, and an invitation that uh, to those who pray that they might pray for rain. Um, And the the response um, was, uh, at one level, the remarkable thing that, Though we've had previous prime ministers who have used the language of prayer, um, not usually in their first public speech, but um, uh, there was a lot I saw online—a lot of uh, mockery um, of this idea—and a, uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, I guess I guess people really um, concerned that this was the first step towards a theocracy, um, and uh, so I wrote an article that was that was trying to explain. On the one hand, why I I don't think we ought to be offended um, that a a prime minister might uh, speak in the language of prayer. But on the other hand, what is offensive is actually the gap between that invitation and the the climate policies of the uh, current government um, and the ways in which uh, they are making um, not just this drought worse, but uh, extreme weather all around the globe worse. Um, And so there's a measure of... uh, hypocrisy involved in um, praying for an outcome that your own policies are doing the opposite of, um, it, it it then becomes, uh, you know, possible to see that as quite a, a cynical move to call for prayer when you have it in your power to uh, make a difference. Uh, you know, much, much as the uh, say Republicans in the U S um, sometimes get mocked when they respond to a, um another mass shooting with by offering thoughts and prayers but but never uh, uh considering um that they're well reconsidering their stance on gun regulation um that might actually be able to do something about preventing you know future um uh tragedies
0: uh so in the same way our
1: current government uh you know has as consistently at almost every point along the line done what it can to undermine um Uh, climate policy um, to to thwart the expansion of clean energy. Uh, They they continue to do what they can to subsidize and support coal, um, both financially and rhetorically. Um, uh, And so this really makes a mockery of the idea that uh, we would be um, uh, committing to God um, the, the, the very act that our government is doing the opposite of. Uh, so that was that was really the point of my article to try to m- make those two points. On the one hand, uh, don't don't mock the prime minister just for asking for prayer. It's not prayer that is offensive. What's offensive is the gap between that invitation and the government's policies.
0: Mm. And what sort of response have you had, Byron? I can imagine you've had a lot of social media people responding to what you what you're saying
1: yeah um i mean in in one sense uh, um predictable responses um from uh those at either end so um some christians who think that any criticism of a christian leader is uncharitable and unpeaceable um and at the other end uh you know criticism from some atheists uh who uh enjoy their mockery of um uh, people of faith uh, but on the whole overwhelmingly i've had a lot of very uh warm responses from people thankful um at uh yeah just trying to articulate what um what i think a lot of people are feeling uh, a, a profound unease um or or you know through to outrage um, about our, our current uh, climate policies or lack thereof um, and the the ongoing unwillingness of our government to draw the dots, um, you know, when confronted with a climate related disaster like the drought, um, a real unwillingness to even talk about the the climate connection in that context.
0: Yes, um, even perhaps especially in that context. Yeah. Uh, even, even harder to do so than perhaps it is outside of drought when heads have been in the sand i mean i recently come back from you know trip to the northern murray darling basin which has been drought affected for the last five years and went to so many churches where there were prayers for rain and you know have been at churches where also there's prayers for rain as well and people praying for rain and um although not I guess hypocritical in that same way. I've found it. I have a, I found it quite confronting. Um, I have to say, whether it's because of some kind of naivety, or or you know, it's, it's about it's about expressing solidarity with communities and places that um, are affected affected by drought, or whether it's also about a, you know a cry from help, for for help and desperation from um, mm. those communities. But I have yeah so sort of struggled to deal with that idea of praying praying for rain yeah, yeah what I mean, do we pray I, for what do we pray for and, and what do we mean by that yeah
1: yeah I mean I, I think it's entirely appropriate to pray for rain to acknowledge that we are not in control even though we may be causing damage it's not as though we've, we've taken control what we've done is we've thrown things out of control even further um, created less predictability Um and so I think it's appropriate that we acknowledge that we are recipients of life and we don't um, have the ability to secure the conditions of our ongoing existence. Uh, we receive that from outside. Um, but I think that kind of a prayer ought to lead us towards uh, uh, humility and attentiveness to the the natural cycles and, and to the water cycle, um, including attentiveness to the ways that the climate might be changing and we might be changing it um so the, the, the problem isn't with the prayers the problem is when those prayers become a substitute for or a distraction from um uh, uh careful attention to the world as it actually is and to the plight of our neighbor um so that rather than caring for our neighbor we we, we pray instead you know the two ought to go hand in hand
0: yeah Prayer as prayer as action too, I guess. I think sometimes hmm, it's discon. There can be profound disconnection, if not distraction or substitution, perhaps. Perhaps disconnection. Morning, other panellists, Jason, you starting to speak there?
2: Yeah, I, I agree with Byron largely, but um, I wonder if if it's ever possible for prayer not to distract away from that. I mean, that because the kinds of prayers that are offered strongly implore a lie that god is in control of the rain the the humility might be that we're not um but they imply that god has the tap and can turn it on and off um and i think there's something about those prayers that just automatically flows against a prayer for example to um uh you know for humanity to act on climate change or you know And in the meantime, for us to work out, well, where can we actually farm um, and where will we be able to farm uh, with the the climate change that we can't avoid? Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the... I think the prayer for rain automatically leads to some sense that um, God could fix this um, and that it's not going to come down to human action or um, human... uh, um, yeah, I don't know what the word is. Human humility. <laughs> um, yeah, I ha- haven't yet heard a prayer for rain that doesn't imply that God could just turn on the tap um, if He felt like it. And, and Maybe it's think-
0: something about the prayer for the prayer for mm. rain
2: i think so and it's difficult because it's a little bit like the situation with bushfires where as soon as anyone links bushfires and climate change they're jumped on and being told that now's the not appro- now's not the appropriate time to politicize this because people are suffering um when of course actually it's not politicizing um fires or drought to say that climate change is going to make them worse it's scientizing them um yeah, and I, th- I think that hesitation exists both amongst political leaders and even, you know, the, the United Church's leaders have been quick to pray for rain and to call for kind of charitable donations to farming communities, but slower to call for government action on climate change to, you know, ameliorate uh, these droughts in the future.
1: Yeah, and I guess it very much depends what the content of the prayer is yeah. as to whether or not it's a distraction. Um, that is, I think that you can you can pray in a way that acknowledges the um, the interplay between and and, and the non it, that, that it's not a zero sum game between divine and human agency. So that as we pray for uh, you know God to um, uh, bring about justice for the poor and oppressed, um, what we are doing is also um, asking that we would. Hear God's invitation to be part of the, the process through which they receive that justice. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I get that that uh, certain kinds of prayers can often be a, um, a substitute for action, but I, I just think if, if if that's the case, then you're not doing prayer right.
0: <laughs> Jackie and Jessica. Any thoughts on prayer and prayers for rain, prayers in drought, prayers for political action, prayers that, that move us, um, that invite us to change, you know, as part of the changes that that we need to see and be part of? Yeah, I um, feel that that internal space of prayer that we then express as community is so important for our own journey of conversion and commission so it's it's prayer that helps us grow in our action and